thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Simmons, nee 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 that's N-I-C-E, and the biscuit is N-I-C-E. Anyway, whatever. Hey, what's a, what a crap intro. Welcome to Niche's Quiche, um, episode 7. Um, we're talking about Greece. We're talking about Greeks. Greek people. That's, um, that's our niche topic. I've always been fascinated with the Greeks. I don't know why. I think it's um, growing up in a Greek suburb in Adelaide. Also in Perth, I was in a Greek suburb as well. And now I live in a Greek suburb in Marrickville in Sydney. Greeks. Um, anyway, and I, I went there recently. I was on holiday a um, little while ago. I didn't tell anyone on social media. That's because I'm not a not a um, I'm not a self-absorbed. Anyway, look, if you do, I mean, I understand showing your holiday photos. That's a good thing to do, and it's fun. And everyone's like, oh, look where you've been. But it just makes people jealous and angry. And I, it makes me jealous and angry when I, I actually no, I don't get that upset if I see someone else's holiday snaps. But I just feel like for me, I don't think I want to show those things anyway i'm i'm private in some ways even though most of you have um seen me me doodle on the tv anyway there you go uh so i am i'm i'm not i'm no longer full of phlegm so i can sing apologies for that that was um that was way that was way too loud if anything but yeah my partner's uh now my partner's ill and i gotta say she is the worst patient oh my god the carry on just like when she hears me coming up the stairs or coming near her, closer to her room, you'll hear her coughing, like empathy coughs, like, uh, uh, like, um, who, little Timmy, I think, was that in, um, who was little Timmy, the little sick boy Timmy, was that in, um, Scrooge? I think it was, the night, the, the Christmas Carol, anyway, I don't know, um, little, uh, 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 I'm sick, she might as well just, like, say she's sick, so when I'm coming in the room, she just goes, sick. Sick. Anyway, um, she's sick like a monster. So I, uh, I'm looking after her, and it doesn't happen with me when I get sick. When I get sick, I'm just bloody left alone. Just like oh, you go, go over there and suffer. Um, but for her, little errands, little orange juices, little tablets, little foot rubs. Anyway, um, good on her. She's she milks it. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> Tonight. On ABC4. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm trying to thaw out this soup. It's just really, really cold in this igloo and it's hurting it. Defrosting things with your cock. Yuck. Sexuality and Eskimos. Tonight at 9.30 on ABC4. Um, I had a good week. I had a really funny, I had a fun week. Uh, I had a kid, two kids parties on, no, one kids party on Sunday, then just a play date. That was fun. The first, and the, yeah, the kids party was great. Really, really fun. And 
little idiots running around everywhere and pinatas and uh, pinatas bloody fraught with danger, isn't it? That stick. Um, it's the worst bit is when it bursts open and then it's just a free for all with kids just grabbing lollies, um, like nut bags on on. It was on hot concrete, so all the um, and it was a chocolate pinata, so there was all chocolates inside. They're all melting into the concrete and. Um, it was a disaster, but the weird bit was like, it's a, it's a nice part of being a parent is you kind of, especially at kids parties and stuff, it's like disposable friendships that just last for an hour. Um, kind of, cause you, you have to be friendly because there's, you know, there's kids there, there's kids presents and you, um, kids present and you have to be like, you know, you're not going to go there and just ignore the other parents. You're going to talk to them because you're all stuck there. They're stuck there, but you don't know that parent because they're like twice removed from the child whose birthday it is, if you know what I mean. And you think to yourself, I'm probably not going to see you again, but we'll just have a pleasant exchange. And me and this dad were getting along really, really well. And then, so the party was in a closed off little gated kind of community thing. And then a really sus old bloke, um, in a motorized wheelchair came up to the gate and he did he looked he looked it looked like you don't belong here um, and I looked around at like other people at the party to see whether they recognize who this guy is and then I was thinking oh well, maybe he's got there first or something and so I, I said to him do you want to come in and he said how much which I I realized later in retrospect that was a joke but um, that was a bit weird I was like oh, okay well um, and he's like, yeah, I do want to come in. And he made it look like it was a joke. But uh, I was looking at the dad and the dad was looking at me, who was the dad I didn't know. And I was like, should we let him in? And then I whispered in his ear, could be a pedo. Um, I really did say that. And he laughed and I laughed. And we anyway, we opened the gate and let him in. And um, and we, he, probably for a good six minutes, he just stood, uh, sorry, sat there in his motorized wheelchair, just observing the children frolic. And uh, I looked at the dad and I was like, oh my God, what have we done? Did we just let loose... Uh, Peter, in a kids party, and um, anyway, as it turns out, um, another elderly, an elderly woman came up to the gate as well, and, and it was her husband, and they knew someone through someone at the party. But it still felt sus, and I, uh, I'm not proud of myself for, for letting him in. I should have just left him there. He's in the baking sun, mind you, um, waiting to come in. So I, I could have left him out there, which wouldn't have been the right thing to do. But I mean, you know, you've got to have empathy, don't you? Even if he is, um, anyway. But he wasn't, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, oh, this is so cute. So last Thursday night, um, uh, my, uh, my little girl's babysitter, Lucy, who's an absolute sweetheart, she works on the door at, I think it's a Lyric Theatre in Sydney, so she got free tickets to Cinderella, and oh my god, it was so cute. So I dropped Luna off with Lucy at Cinderella, and of course Luna's got dressed up in like a little, uh, little like a Cinderella fairy little girl outfit. By the way, just going to chuck this out there. Um, when little boys want to wear dresses, great. And when little girls want to wear dresses, great. It doesn't matter. Okay. I know everybody gets, it's just this, the gender, the gender wars are getting ridiculous and I'm, I'm right in it because I've got a five-year-old and this is, the, this is the moment for me that was way too far. So I was in a shopping, uh, I was at IGA in Newtown and Luna was wearing a frozen dress. This is uh, when she was three years old. And this woman said to me, oh, well, I guess she's definitely a girl then. Like, in a really condescending way, like, I'm forcing her into the frozen dress. I don't want... I, we were trying to steer clear of all that shit. I didn't want to have any Disney princess shit going on uh, in my little girl's life. I'm not, no, nah, you're going to get into trucks and mechanics. We're going to force you in a different way. You know, you don't have to do girly things. 
she's just gravitated naturally toward it. And I have friends, the, like, I've got friends who are, I've got to say, the most shit, I, I mean, I'm going to get in trouble here, but really, fucking, really lesbian ladies, like, bit bloody hardcore ones, and they've got a little girl as well, she's a bloody little fairy princess girl as well. I mean, we won't let them near Barbies, but there's just, there's nothing we can do about it. It's happening. I'm sorry, but my girl is a girl. Anyway, um, geez, I hope I don't get, am I going to get in trouble for saying all that? Uh, I don't think so, because I've got no issues with it. Anyway, th look, it's just whatever it is, but I I'm not forcing my child into a Cinderella dress is what I'm saying. And I know that there's, you know, issues with the story of Cinderella and all that shit as well. Uh, no, that's Sleeping Beauty, isn't it? Yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Everything's got a, everyone's angry at everything. doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so but Cinderella was so cute because there was all these other little girls there with their nanas and their mums and dads all dressed up like little princesses. And I know that's wrong, but it was just so cute. It was so, it was a, just a beautiful night. And um, she loved it so much. It's so cool when, like, because my little girl, she doesn't realise that Lucy is a paid friend. Her babysitter is basically, I'm paying, even though, like, Lucy took her for free this time. Um, but I pay Lucy money to look after Luna and, you know, basically pretend to be her friend. She's a, it's a paid friendship. But Luna doesn't realise that. So Luna thinks that she's got a real, like a deep friendship <laughs> with a, like, you know, with a 22-year-old woman, which she doesn't. Um, and, you know, to break her heart to know that that's a paid friendship. I'm paying for her to have that friendship. Um, but, yeah, on the way home in the car, she just wanted to sit next to Lucy and it all and but Lucy was sitting up the front of the car because you know she's a grown up I wasn't going to put her in the back like I'm an Uber driver um, and Luna's in the back in her you know her uh, what do you call booster seat and I think Luna realised in that moment like oh yeah I'm just a little kid because I'm in my booster seat and Lucy's up the front having conversations with dad so Lu Luna cracked it on the way back from Cinderella and it's justified as well it's kind of it was heartbreaking um, watching it have that realisation oh um, we did, uh, also dentist. We went to the dentist the next day. She's got great teeth, so I'm happy about that. You know that I um I've used the same um, toothbrush, not the actual same toothbrush, the same brand of toothbrush, and I'm going to say what it is. It's an Oral B firm, and they say don't use a firm bristle. And there's not many um f when you go to the supermarket to get your toothbrush, there's no firm bristle ones left because um, they've kind of like phased them out. But they're still available um, in chemists. You can get a firm bristle toothbrush. I use the firm Oral B. I've never. Ever. And it might be, you know, it could be genetics, but I've never had a cavity. I've not got a filling in my mouth and I'm 45 years old. Not one filling in my face. And it's, I put it down to the bristle because I've got good gums. Anyway, that's, anyway, Luna, I think has caught on as well. Um, so yeah, look, look, I've got a little list here of all the things that have um, kind of happened this week and things that have pissed me off. Uh, there was a Christmas shopping. Oh, can you hear that? It's me scratching me stubble. Daddy needs a shave. Um, I just heard it in my ears. I was like, it's a good, oh, it's like ASMR, like, that might be someone's thing. I don't understand what that ASMR stuff is. Like just listening to people unwrap something or speak like this into the microphone and people get off on it. It's a sexual thing, isn't it? There's probably someone there who's just looped me scratching my stubble and they've turned it into a porn. That's probably a great idea, actually. Audio porn. Audio pornography. You're like, you're like, um, do you like porn? And you're like, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, well, what do you watch? I don't watch porn. I listen to it. It's like, oh, I listen to porn. <laughs> uh, I find porn intimidating. I think we all do. Isn't there, there's, a, there's a huge issues with that at the moment with, um, 
is it with teenagers looking at porn and thinking they have to recreate all this fucking horrific shit on each other awful degrading shit just like oh yeah that's what sex is no it's not go bloody fumble around muck around do things wrong bloody you know get a get kneed in the chin during cunnilingus or something i don't know um yeah there's lots of yeah it's uh disturbing jesus went off topic anyway um so christmas shopping on sunday with nana that was fun uh, i got a i got a parking ticket though and i just i just don't the revenue raising in this country is extraordinary i because when we were in greece i i don't think i saw any parking inspectors or people with parking tickets i just don't think that they other countries revenue raise like they do in australia i, I mean I, I know i'm sounding probably like an old man here banging on about the the you know the, the the housing rates and shit like that but do we do we like find people more often in australia than other countries because i've got so many i'm on my peas still so when luna was born she's five years old so five nearly six years ago she's nearly six six years ago i got my license i'm one of those ineffective men that took a long time to get their license so I only got my license when, you know, Luna was coming. So I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to drive her places and stuff like that. I drove Rosie, my partner, to the hospital while she was in labor. She was my designated person to be next to me on my, um, on my L's. There you go, that's a true story. So um, I drove her there anyway, I've got my P's, but I, because you only get a few points when you're on your P's, um, and, and if you just go fucking one kilometer over in a, you know, some zone or something like that. So I just continually keep getting my license revoked. And anyway, I've got eight months to go again until I'm on my, on my full license. But if I bloody, I've only got a few points anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm a really good driver though. I just, there's just a few rules, but there's just not enough points to go around when you're on your P's and you're stuck in this perpetual loop. Anyway, don't judge me, you fuckers. Um... Uh, what else has been annoying me? Oh, that's right. The uh, Yes, pedestrian crossings are shitting me to tears. Now, pedestrians, if you're out there, fucking use some common sense. Look, if you see that there's been a car waiting there for a long time, don't join. You, it's a bit for bit. If we stop for you, you should stop for us sometimes if it's a really busy pedestrian crossing. And if someone's just got to the end of the pedestrian crossing to step off it, don't get on. Don't see that and then join... If you're right behind someone and they're going onto the pedestrian crossing, that is fine. That you are welcome to join the pedestrian crossing. But if you see if someone's just got off the pedestrian crossing and there's people, cars waiting to get across, don't just join in. No common sense. What idiots? And they look at you like, oh no, I've got right away, and you do. But there's also there's there's got there's got to be some system. Really fucking annoying, especially at Broadway Shopping Centre. It's just relentless. Relentless. Doctor! Doctor! Come quick! I can't see my reflection in the mirror! That's because you're staring into a dinner plate in the dark. Oh yeah. walk is up and happening i haven't got a date yet i'm toying with the 19th of march which is coincidentally on my birthday and it's not about my ego going yeah let's do a day of being silly on my birthday it's just weirdly it's a sunday it's kind of at the end of the warm weather and there's no other days of value happening on that day so it looks like it's going to be sunday the 19th of march head to the website and check it all out if you want to silly billy sillybillywalk.org so um, Billy is spelled I-E, sillybillywalk.org. All the stuff is up. 
um, and it's looking really, really great. We're developing an app, which is really exciting. Um, so it's all happening. And you can read all about philosophy, which is the philosophy of being silly, which is something that I've been really uh, into for, for years. I've been talking about it in my um, stand-up for years. But anyway, um, yeah, so go, go check that out because it's really, it's bloody exciting. Excitement. Oh, does anybody know how to get in contact with Mike Cannon Brooks? You know, the guy, um, the really rich young fella who's altruistic and bought, bought out AGL and is doing all this uh, amazing stuff for the environment and uh, bought Dunk Island as well, up in the Whit Sundays, I believe. Dunk Island. Remember that? If you're old enough, you'd remember that from the 1980s was Dunk Island was like, oh, buddy, I'm going up to Dunk Island, mate. Um, anyway, he owns Dunk Island. Um, and I was just thinking the Silly Billy uh, walk is something he would absolutely get behind. You know, it's not like we're looking for... We are. We're looking for financial backers of the walk so we can actually do it without... Because it's just my own money. And I'm poor! So I'm chucking all my own money into it. And, um, yeah, I'd, it'd be great to get some, you know, proper financial support from someone like uh, Mr. Cannon Brooks. Mr. Cannon Brooks, can you help me out with something fun, fun? Um, yeah. That would be really, really nice. So, um, yeah, if anybody knows, get in contact with me at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. You never know. You never know how far this podcast goes or where it's been or who's listening. Um, anyway, we're going to dive into a little bit of audio. This is really fun. So last week I uh, posted the guy, the fucking guy, who said uh, the F word so 27 times in two and a half minutes, which is extraordinary. Um, and this is another call I took one morning. Um, by a frustrated um, elderly New Zealand man uh, about the rugby. We were talking, I was talking about the rugby on air and I took this call off air and had this extraordinary conversation with this fella um, and ended up really upsetting him about the, uh, the national bird of New Zealand, the kiwi. So have a little listen to this. I think it's very funny. Well, what's a chicken? You know, like the chicken. No, like the haka. Like, yeah, an indigenous chicken of New Zealand. That's what it is. The haka is an indigenous chicken of New Zealand. Oh, well, yeah, I want an indigenous chicken for Australia. But if you just release a chicken on the field, why? I don't want nothing to do with chickens. This is nation building. I'm an old Kiwi. Now, why do we put it on? Because we're proud of our nation. No, you guys don't put a chicken on the field, but a haka is an indigenous chicken of New Zealand. Well, I don't call it a chicken. It's a national emblem. No, that's the Kiwi. No, I am, I'm a kiwi. What are you talking about? No, kiwi's not a chicken. It's a small bird. I know. Okay, like a, so you want to release before the games a small flightless bird? No. That's garbage talk. What about a, like a little, a limbless little man? Our what about a pa- if I do a painting of a hot clown? No, you've got too many problems, mate. Now, the niche topic deep dives. Um, by the way, how funny was that? That was funny. That was a bloody funny... He's a bloody... He was an irate New Zealander. And uh, God bless them. They're like better Australians. They're one up. You know what I mean? I'm just talking about more like... I think New Zealanders look at us like... They don't like us. They really don't like us. But New Zealanders look at us like, say... Oh, how would I... Like Canadians look at Americans. Like they're joined to them. And they're kind of part of the system. But they don't want to really be a part of it all at all. And don't be all nationalistic. Accept it. Like, you know, the, the treaty with the Maori people. They're better. They've got... They're just, they're just a little bit better. Um, also the fact that they almost went to war with the French over the Rainbow Warrior in the 80s. How good was that? Bloody good on them. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? 
uh, what the hell was I talking about? I've just completely lost my train of thought. Oh, that's right. What I was, what I wanted to do, maybe, because the niche topics, like doing the deep dives. I, I mean, I can. I've got so many suggestions, which is wonderful. Thank you very much for sending in all your suggestions at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. But maybe what we can do now is uh, introduce a new segment where I reinterpret your dreams. I reinterpret your dreams or any question, like an agony aunt or uncle. Um, you ask me a question about your life and I'm going to solve it for you live on air. How about that? How about... I mean, we're not live on air because this is not a radio. I still think I'm doing radio in my mind. Uh, but I'm not. I'm um, on a microphone by myself at my kitchen table in Marrickville. Um, but it, that does feel like I'm, I'm in my own radio station in my head. Um, yeah. Anyway, so if you've got like a... If you've got a problem in your life and you want it solved, um, send it through to me at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. You got a, you had a weird dream. Um, you got a problem with your partner. Any life problem whatsoever, send me through your question, and I'm going to solve it for you. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'll be bloody thinking on my feet. I'll read them cold, live on air. Yeah, there it is again, live on the podcast as well. So I won't put any pre uh, pre prepared thought into it. It'll just be me off the top of my noggin straight away there and then. I reckon that's a really fun idea. Cat handles. Damn it, I just can't pick up this cat properly. You need candles. Candles? You mean like to see in the dark with fire? No, candles. Sorry, I don't follow. Well, you know when you can't pick up a cat? Well, using this revolutionary new cat attachment device or cat handle, cat handles, candles. That's stupid. Well, if it's that stupid, just try and pick up that cat again. Cat, get away, you slaughter! I hate slaughter! Now try picking up the cat with candles. Wow. Carry your cat anywhere. To the beach, on a train, at the shops or in the shower. With new candles. Today, as I record, this is Luna's last day at kindy, which is... Not a kindy, sorry, preschool. I always get it wrong, preschool, kindy. I call it kindy, but it's not kindy, apparently. Uh, her last day at pre uh, preschool. Oh... God, childcare workers, just the love and the care. I mean, some of them not so much. There are, you know, there are some places you go to and you're like, yeah, you are not into this. But if you find a good place that looks after your kids that love and care and really try their best, um, you know, you, you've hit the jackpot. And we have been so lucky. Um, yeah, God, it's cute. It's so cute. It just re reminds you of what life is all about is just joy and being silly, which ties into the silly Billy walk. But yeah, just remember to be silly. Guys, it's, it's the most important thing in your life. Just carry some joy in your, in your little heart hole and, uh, and, and muck around. Muck, it's important for you, bloody. And I'm not going to go on about your mental health, but it's bloody important. Look after yourself by being silly. Just dance around in the kitchen with a packet of frozen peas. You know what I mean? Remind yourself that you're an idiot. You're an idiot, okay? Just don't, don't take things so seriously. I mean, if people didn't take things so seriously, then things wouldn't be so serious, would they? And stop watching the news all the time, people. That's my other thing. I've stopped watching the news. I've stopped interacting on social media. I post stuff, but I don't look at the comments. I don't read them. If you leave messages, that's nice. Um, I'm not reading them at the moment, though, but I will. But I won't. I won't respond, though. That's for sure. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I've stopped, I've, stopped, um, I've stopped watching the news, which feels weird. Um... Maybe once a week I'll see what's going on in the world, but yeah, I'm just isolating myself from it. I mean, you know, I'll hear if there's a if there's a fire coming, you know, or a bomb, I'll know about that. I mean, that's the news. That's news news. 
But um, just about all this shit just going on in general, I have no interest and I'm not listening. Unless it's, you know, but don't then go at me like, oh, but what about in Iran with women? I, you know, I care about all this, but I'm just not reading about it at the moment. Okay. So, and you don't have to be connected to everything. Fuck, is this, a, is this anything? Think about, think about things like this, but makes me happier anyway. All right. Oh, hey, what am I going to play now? Oh, this is fun. This is the history of sound. Oh my God, the sonic journey you're about to go on. This is the master Craig Shufton um, in his absolute element. Oh my goodness. Today's world is full of things. But where did they come from? And how did they begin? Sam Simmons, the precise history of things. What's that noise? I don't know, I, th- I think it was a sound. What? That sound you just heard, well, I'm pretty sure it was a noise. Isn't that the same thing? Same thing as what? A noise and a sound. It's not the same, listen to this. Like when I make the sound of a cat. It isn't the same noise as when I use this stapler near a cat. Yeah, well, duh. Sound. Sound is amazing. Like I can talk to you from over here. Sometimes you can hear me from just here. Or here. Or here! I can even talk to you from inside this red box. Sound. You may have heard this sound before. Of course, we all know what that sound means. It's time to put out a bowl of warm peanuts for St. Wendelsless Day. Sound. You may have heard of the speed of sound. This is a measurement of how fast news travels, like Chinese whispers. Hey, pass this on. John ate the apple on a blanket. Did you hear John hates apples in a blanket? Joe hates a woolly blanket. Joanne likes to pull it when she wanks it. Oh my God, Penny stole my wallet! Sounds. Amazing. Amazing. Sam Simmons. The precise history of things. It's time for a celebrity story. So I was uh, on a flight from Heathrow to Dublin uh, back in about 2015 on Ryanair, which is uh, kind of a budget airline. And uh, I was just sitting there minding my own business. And I remember vividly, I was eating a crumbed sausage. I love crumb stuff, by the way. I love crumbed food. Uh, fisherman's basket, whatever. Um, I once sent back a seafood cocktail, you know, the really ornate ones that come in, um, you know, a, a glass with a Thousand Island cocktail dressing with the shredded lettuce. Um, I once sent back one of those because I love a, a crumbed cutlet or a crumbed, uh, even a crumb lamb cutlet, cutlet, sorry, cunt, cutlet, sorry, hard word to say. Um, I sent back um, that seafood cocktail and requested it for, to, for it to be crumbed. Uh, they crumbed. Anyway, so sorry, that's not part of the story. So I was just sitting in my seat and I was uh, I was uh, enjoying my crumbed sausage, and the crumb, it, yeah, it's crumbed. So there's crumbs going everywhere, and they were landing in my lap, and um, I didn't know. But the, the person sitting next to me obviously had seen it and it uh, distressed them. So this hand suddenly was in front of my lap, just brushing the crumbs off my lap. He, the, the guy next to me, like, and it was you know. 
he rubbed past it. He got in there and it was like, oh my God, what are you doing? He's like, you know, getting into all the folds and nicks and grooves around my crotch and getting the crumbs out. And I was like, oh, and I looked over and I was like, oh, fuck me, it's Pierce Brosnan. It was Pierce Brosnan heading back to Dublin um, from London. Uh, and, and I was like, oh my God, Pierce Brosnan? And he's like, yeah, do you mind? And he was just reading his paper and brushing the crown. It, it, that's just the type of guy he is. He's just a lovely fella. He, I mean, it wasn't, um, it wasn't molesting me. It was just he, you know, just saw a problem and wanted to fix it. That's the kind of guy he was. We became steadfast friends. We'd hang out a lot, and he'd do that kind of thing all the uh, all the time. Like I remember, he, um, I was eating a sugared donut, a cinnamon donut, and there was sugar in my mustache, and he just leant over and wiped the uh, the sugar out of my mustache. He did lick his finger afterwards as well, though, which is a little bit. Um, disturbing, but he was just a real sweetheart of a man, completely polite. Um, a great example of this was uh, we were at the Soho Theatre in London together, which he is a patron of um, because of me, and uh, we ended up in the toilet at the same time together. Nothing sus, um, but we were just in the toilet at the same time together, and I heard him talking in the toilet cubicle, and I thought he was on his phone, but it just it didn't sound like he was on his phone, so I, I stood on top of the toilet and looked over. Um, as you do, and I realised he's such a gentleman. What he does with uh, every time he does a poo, he says farewell to it like it's an ancient sea burial, um, and he's sending it away like it was a part of him that's gone. Um, but what he does, he, he uses the toilet seat like it's a um, like it's a person. So he'll lift up, you know, when you look at a toilet seat and you move the toilet up and down, it does actually look like a mouth that's talking to you. And he'll put a voice on and go, and he'll ask permission of the toilet before he does his business. Like, he'll be like, excuse me, but do you mind? Like, um, and the toilet seat's like, no, I really like, I like this, this is yummy. And then he'll flush it, flush it away and uh, and salute just before it uh, goes around the S-bend. Um, really, uh, look, obscure and, and lovely, lovely man. And uh, yeah, I, I I miss I miss his presence. He tried to um, he tried to get me to loan him some euros. He was down in his luck uh, the last time I saw him. And uh, yeah, he uh, he cracked it with me. We were at a cafe, and um, I remember he blew the chocolate dust off the top of a cappuccino into my face, and I started sneezing and. And then he stood up really loudly and said, stop looking at my dick. And, um, and I wasn't uh, looking at his dick at all. Uh, but everyone in the cafe looked at me and it looked like I was looking at it, but I wasn't looking at it. Um, anyway, look, I mean, I guess fate got to him in the end. He uh, had a nasty accident. Um, I don't know whether you've seen the film uh, The Foreigner with Jackie Chan, uh, but uh, Pierce Brosnan is in that. And there was a scene in the film where Pierce had to swallow a whole USB stick um, because they had the plans, because he, he was the bad guy, and all the plans are on the USB stick, he swallows it, and then the police won't find it. Um, but when the director was trying to film this take, every time Pierce went to swallow the USB stick, he'd gag, and he couldn't actually swallow it. Um, and they, they, I think they filmed the scene over 76 times before he actually swallowed the USB stick and got it down. Um, they, look, by the way, it's not in the film, they cut that whole scene, so it was pointless for Pierce to learn how to do that. Um, but the problem was that then it became like a Pavlovian response for Pierce Brosnan. So every time he saw a USB stick, he just couldn't help it. He'd just pick it up and swallow it in public, um, offset. And they stayed, they all collected. He swallowed so many USB sticks over the course of six months that he had about, uh, I think it was about 28 USB sticks um, lodged in his stomach. And it, they weren't passed, they weren't coming out in his poos. And uh, anyway, eventually they had clogged up and he uh, had a, a bleed on the brain, um, which is not good. But um, anyway, all my thoughts are going out to you, Piers Brosnan, and all my love. And yeah, look, uh, apologies for um, the money incident in the cafe. I just, look, I just didn't have it. I just didn't have any euro to spare.
Hi, I'm Bob Maynard from ABC Classic FM. We didn't have computer games when I was a boy. My favourite childhood game was called Elbow Slap and Run. It was a terrible game. Yes. I'm Bob Maynard. Greeks, 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 Greeks. So Greeks, oh my God, Greeks. Here we go. So here's some famous Greeks you may not know. Chris Angel, Mind Freak. You know, the Mind Freak Greek, the magician. Uh, Tommy Lee, the uh, the drummer from, uh, what was it called? What was the band? Motley Crue. And Jeff Buckley, Greek. Anyway, that, that's these are, I'm not, with the deep dives now, I'm not making up stuff anymore. I'm just going straight in. They are all people of Greek origin. There you go. Uh, Tom Hanks is, he's not a Greek, but he is now a resident of Greece. And as you would be, beautiful. It's a beautiful place. You're bloody eating Galataburico all day, which is like a, um, it's just like a better version of a vanilla slice. Is a Galataburico. Be a Greek beekeeper. Uh, okay, here we go. Greeks, or the Greeks or Hellenas, um, are an ethnic group and nation of indigenous people of, what? No, of the nation of indigenous to the, what? No, a nation indigenous to the Eastern Mediterranean and Black Sea regions, namely Greece, Cyprus, Albania, Turkey, Egypt, um, oh really, I didn't know that, and Italy, there you go, and to, oh, that's, just quickly, the Greek, the Greekos, the Greekos, is a, a Greek, Greek people of southern Italy, who have been there for a millennia, I didn't know about this, um, until I read about it, um, I don't know whether these deep dives are really getting that deep, but, um, yeah, anyway, so there's a Greek people, it's kind of like in Goa, I don't know whether you guys know about the Goanese lions, but, you know, when you say where are lions from, you wouldn't say India. But guess what? There are lions that still exist in India. So what happened was there used to be lions. Of course, there's lions in Africa, but there used to be lions all the way through Europe, bridging all the way across to India and into China. Um, slowly, they all died out or were hunted off. But still in Goa, in India, in the Gia Forest, there remains a, a small group. I think there's only about 200 left of indigenous Indian um, Goanese lions. That's a true story. So, And the similar thing has happened to this Greek um, population in Southern Italy, the Greekos, the Greekies, or they're called the Greekies or something. It's something really sounds quite demeaning. Anyway, um, Greeks, Greek colonies and communities have been historically established on the shores of the Mediterranean Sea and the Black Sea, but the Greek people themselves have always been centered on the Aegean and the Ionian Seas where the Greek language has been spoken since the Bronze Age. So yeah, because the Greeks were the uh, the beginning of everything. Fort, Maths, um, bloody uh, Eros, Savlakis, it all began in Greece. Um, I think I've been surrounded by too many Greeks in my life, maybe, um, and, and they've really filtered through, because it's, it's Zorba the Greek, um, great. I'm not a fan of the, the uh, is it Halva? That's no good. That's shit. Not a fan of Feta either. And I think Feta is pretty much Greek. Yogurt's Greek, isn't it? Greek yogurt. What else, what else is Greek? The bazooki? Yeah, the bazooki, that really annoying instrument. Anyway, um, yeah, the Greek, uh, there's a uh, Greek freak, the Greek freak, you know, the Greek, the basketball player. Um, who I think is, uh, what is, is uh, I, uh, I can't remember, Nigerian Greek. He's an, uh, uh, half Greek, half Nigerian. Oh, no, no, he's got two Nigerian parents born in Greece, you Greek freak. Um, what else is bloody Greek? Bloody, uh, uh, Con the Fruiterer, bloody Greek, couple of days. Anyway, there you go, that's my, <laughs> that's the worst deep dive ever on Greeks. Let's meet a Greek. So... So in my immersive dive into old audio, I thought I'd play you uh, a little... I thought I'd play you... Uh, it was a, a series I made called Jorge, 
which started on a tour of Western Australia with uh, comedian Lawrence Mooney. Uh, Bob Franklin was there. Felicity Ward. Um, oh, bloody... Oh, damn it. Who's the bloody... Oh, Jesus Christ. Who's the guy? The Mike Wilmot. How could I forget? I love him. God, I adore the man. Oh, Unky Mikey. And I just started recording um, this stupid accent that Lawrence was doing called Jorge and the bottom. Um, anyway, so I'm going to play this. I don't think it was very much loved at Triple J when I did it back in the day. So um, I'm going to give it another run now. Hope you enjoy it. This is Jorge. Jorge likes dancing. Hey, I like to dance. Jorge likes long walks on the beach. Look, a seashell, seashell, she said. Jorge likes puppets. I like the way they move their arms. All floppy, floppy. He likes keeping fit and exercising. Mm. But most of all, Jorge likes solving problems. In the bottom. What would Jorge do? Dear Jorge, I was sniffing a tulip way too hard the other day and I accidentally snorted an ant up my nose. From Brenna in Townsville. Ah, oh, dear Brenna. The same thing happened to me in the park one day. Go back home, you chinkles. Hey, no, that's racist. No, it's not. But you said chinkles. Yeah, children with wrinkles. Chinkles. Oh. They need to go home and get out of the sun and stop wrinkling up under the UV rays. Fair enough. Are you scared of horses? No, but, but I can talk to cats. I'm a cat whisperer. Oh, and that's why I don't sniff flowers. Well, look out for ants up your nose. I hope that solved your problem, Brenna. Love, Jorge, in the bottom. Thanks, Jorge. No, hey, that's a hey. And please, any questions you need to have answered in your life, um, instead of sending uh, deep dive uh, topics, because obviously this uh, episode, this show is going to well, this podcast is going to veer away from <laughs> doing deep dives every week, really poor attempts on deep dives at, uh, at, at things like crumpet manufacturing. I might do googly eyes next week. Anyway, it uh, doesn't matter. Anyway, shout out to uh, people who have sent me some messages to Leslie Girl's name. That was a man called Leslie, which is very funny. Um, anyway, hello, Le- Leslie Girl's name. Matt Turfrey and his musings on imperial leather soap. Remember that? The, um, the soap with the sticker on top to make it look decadent. And I think there was an advert that was like, Tahiti, James. And it was like a, like a lady in a bathtub in a plane uh, flying to Tahiti using imperial leather soap, which always had the, st- with the sticker. I just remember the sticker. Uh, anyway, Paul from Canberra. How you going, buddy? Glenn in Ballina. There's always a Glenn in Ballina, isn't there? Gavin Plowman, who I used to know back in the day um, from the Prince of Wales Hotel in St Kilda. Hello, Gav. I remember you. I remember you and Rebecca the key sheeter. Hello, uh, Peter Elliot Green. She wants a free advertorial. So she, th- the thing is, Peter, you've you've written here that you work in event management. I got that mostly festivals like fringe festivals. I saw that. I had to look you up because I was like, you've got no information there. Um, I saw that you were the artist liaison for the Newcastle Fringe, but you, you've got to put a website up. It's not going to cost you. You can do it for free. You can do a free website. Then you've got all your stuff up there. I'm trying to help you out here. So what was your, so her name is Peter Elliot Green, and I didn't really find smart, what was it called? Laugh Your Arts Off. I think that was what you called your business, Laugh Your Arts Off, because she works in the arts. Anyway, what we should do is try to set you up. Um, she know, By the way, she's written her skills here. She knows how to use Microsoft Excel, 
um, Adobe, Photoshop, and e well, you know how to use email, obviously. Um, any help would be good. I really, really hate temping. Yep, fair enough. Well, if you've got, if you, I, th I think you're in the Newcastle region. You gave me no information, Peter, and I could have emailed you back, but it's more fun if I do this and I just shame you on the podcast. But if you do want to get in contact with Peter, I guess I could put you in contact. This is weird. What is it? What is this turning into? Um, anyway, so you, I guess you can get in contact with me if you need. If you need someone, if you're up in Newcastle and you need someone who knows about the arts um, and you need a liaison officer or someone who works in event management, um, Peter is Peter's your woman. So get in, to, uh, get in contact with me. I'll get in contact with Peter or I'll put you in contact. This is ridiculous. This is like, I'm, I'm like a bloody, I'm like Centrelink. I'm like a bloody one man Centrelink. Maybe that's what this could be. I could just be finding people jobs. Getting your jobs, getting the country firing up again. Um, I should get in contact with Anthony Albanese. That should be, this should be a job cast. Be a bloody job cast, I'll, I'll sort you out. Anyway, um, I'm going away at the end of the week and I'm really, really excited. I'm, uh, I'm, I cannot wait. So I'll be doing uh, the podcast for the next couple of weeks from a secret location because I'm not going to say where it is. But it's secret. I'm going to be at a secret location. Nothing too, you know, decadent or ooh-la-la. Um, but I'm going to be doing it from there. And uh, I might even get my little girl involved. I won't film her, but maybe I'll talk to her. Because I'm assuming I'm going to become the primary carer uh, on the holiday. Because I always kind of do. And also, she's my best friend. And I like it. Uh, oh, I took her out for... We went out for dinner on Saturday night um, in Summer Hill. Yeah, which is a lovely little suburb in Sydney. And I was like, oh, this place is lovely. Until my wife said to me, no, nah, it looks like Katoomba. It's got the same vibe. And I'm not being denigrated. Katoomba's weird. Like, it's a bloody lovely place, but it's also weird. It's full of cults. It's just a bit, it's odd. Anyway, um, the table next to us started doing, um, what do you do that? What's it say, Grace? Yeah, they were just thanking God for their pizza before they ate the pizza, which is rare. You don't see that out and about very often. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not at all, uh, you know, making fun of it. Like, you know, if that's, if that's your thing, that's your thing. And I'm not judging it in any way. I wish I had faith sometimes. I probably wouldn't have gone to the places that have been the darkest for me if I did believe in him. Um, but yeah, anyway, and if you do good, good for you. I wish I, I wish I could, but I can't. Um, anyway, uh, so anyways, yeah, the, the table next to us started uh, saying grace and my daughter was fascinated with what was going on there. And then, um, but then the guy who was leading the grace, the father at the table was a real, I've got to say it, he was a real cunt to his kids. He was an asshole, and basically told them to not speak when um, the adults are speaking. So, and then um, Luna was like, he's mean. And I was like, yeah, he's mean. Um, but you know, he, he'll go to heaven and I won't. Isn't that how it works? Anyway. Uh, and I did see that they ordered a barbecue chicken pizza. So, you know, fuck, that says a lot as well. I bet that says more about them and not about the religion. But um, if, you, if you're ordering bar barbecue chicken pizza, you've really got to think about your life. There's things that are not... Um, it, it's, it's a culinary disaster. There is no, there is no place for a... Bar There's no place for barbecue sauce and cheese, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, a, it's an awful concept. And it's the fact that they... I think, I think this is a barbecue chicken pizza, am I right? It does make me feel sick. You get your pizza base, and then you just spread um, barbecue sauce, which is an atrocity. I hate tomato sauce, by the way. I'm not a sauceman. Um, anyway, so you spread your barbecue sauce, then you put your chicken on top with your Spanish onions. And then it's your cheese. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And I know there's some bogans out there right now going, I fucking love barbecue chicken pizza. I love an Australiana pizza. Know what's it called? 
Is it called an Australia? The Australian, the one with an egg. I do like a fried egg on a pizza that's runny. It's got to be runny. Um, anyway, doesn't matter. I don't, what, what am I talking about? Anyway, so I'm gonna, I look forward to speaking to you from a secret location next week. And I hope you all have beautiful weeks. Get to the Silly Billy website. Get there. Have a little look around. Sniff around it. See if you like it. Um, send me a message on the Silly Billy uh, message page. There's a whole thing there. I, you know, as I said, we're looking at maybe the 19th of March next year for the first big walk all over the country. And um, yeah, and if you do know big business, get them involved. Send them there. And yeah, look, I, I will say I have got one business already involved, and I'm really excited about that. And they're big, so I but I need proper ones because they don't really just like you know they don't give you money to do stuff. They just help you promote it and stuff like that. So anyway, do go there and check out the sillybillywalk.org. Uh, if you want a link for it, I've spelled Billy um, because I thought about Billy Eilish and I thought about girls and I didn't want it to be just because you've got to think about all this stuff all the time anyway. Billy is spelled I-E. So it's silly, as in silly, Billy, Billy I-E, uh, walk.org uh, at Gmail. What? No, hang on. It's sillybillywalk.org. No, just go there. Whatever. Anyway, there's a, there, there isn't, no, that's the email. What? No, the website, sillybillywalk.org. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I hope you have a wonderful week. Look after yourselves. But oh, here's my little um, here's my little uh, affirmation for the week to keep you happy. Here we go. All right, I love you all. Thank you for all the messages. Oh, by the way, thank you for Patreon. Thank you, you Patreons. If you want to uh, help out and shout me a coffee a month on Patreon, get on there. Oh, love, love. Why not cradle a loaf of bread like a newborn baby? Kiss it and nuzzle it just like it is a precious little goo-goo-ga-ga.
Thank you. 